Welcome to Roundhill Radio, the podcast from Roundhill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, look for moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Leslie. And welcome back, everybody, yeah. to Roundhill Radio. We Fantastic. are back. We're only a month after we said we'd come back. <laughs> So I feel like... Delayed openings. I mean, they say begin as you intend to continue, and I feel like we're being consistently inconsistent. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Surprises in store. (laughs) Surprises in store. Well, and to be honest, I'm not necessarily surprised (laughs) because you just came back from sabbatical. I did. And like, that's, that's hard to come back from being gone for a long time, no matter what it's for. Um, And especially, I feel like... When, you know, and sabbaticals are supposed to be intentionally restful. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we here on staff didn't want to be like, hi, let's dump everything on you immediately. <laughs> right. so, let's erase all the positive effects in, in a yeah, day or two. We try not to do that to you <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Just occasionally when necessity or dictates. That's right. When it's necessary. <laughs> exactly. So when we were sitting and meeting and talking... And you were starting to tell me about your sabbatical. Mm-hmm. I did that thing that people do. And I said, wait, 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 save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Ed, what can, did you do on your podcast? Have sabbatical? you contained yourself all I, this time? It's been tough, genuinely, because I have no idea what happened <laughs> or what you did or what stories you have to tell us. So <laughs> I'm, I am uh, learning along with our audience. Fantastic. So let's start with like, what was your intention mm-hmm. at the beginning of the sabbatical what were your hopes and expectations for your sabbatical sounds good well the good the good news i want to say is that the lingering effects of the sabbatical are still with me and oh, they good. and they were all positive effects yeah. so so that's a good thing Excellent. uh you know leslie this sabbatical and i've been fortunate to have had a couple of others in the past um has been very much unlike anything I've experienced. Mm-hmm. In the past, I, I have had this extremely clear theme with lots of activities and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And this time, I decided to, to do a lot less of that. Okay. And the other part of this sabbatical that was completely new and different is that I broke it into two parts. Oh, so I right. had, had the February part mm-hmm. where I was gone for a whole month. And it uh, was wonderful to be in the American Southwest, most of it in Arizona, but I was also in Death Valley, and um, which is regularly over 103 degrees these days, uh, just checking the weather. Wow. And, uh, and then came back for two months and then left on sabbatical again for the three-month period of time. And I did have this sense that during the sabbatical, I, I, I had certain books I was going to read and writings I was going to write and so on and so forth. I let it all go. Wow. Yeah. So that was very new, and I, I really would say that I recognized when I started the, the three-month-long period just how much of an effect the pandemic had had on me. Really? And so it was only when I had a chance to rest that I think the full level of fatigue came to the surface. Sure. And that's not unusual. You know, people will say, well, you know, I go away on vacation. I spend the first first week just adjusting to the yeah. vacation. Or are you like immediately get sick? Imme- exactly. That happens right? in our house a lot. It does. Yeah. It, well, it, it, and I think it happens to other people. So I recognized when I started the sabbatical, I had to really strip things back mm-hmm. and so on. So I had a, uh, had a little saying for myself during the sabbatical, which is, 
don't force anything. So I didn't force myself to do a lot of reading or a lot of travel or whatever. And then I found over a period of weeks that it started to take on this flow. And I was able to read and I was able to study and I was able to get some rest, but it was all in moderate measure. Mm -hmm. When I started the sabbatical, actually, I met a woman who she said, oh, I just finished my sabbatical and I did this 350 mile hike and I immediately <laughs> fell to the floor in exhaustion just <laughs> thinking about Gosh. that. And pastors are notorious for doing this. Sure. Oh, wait, we've got three months off. How can we jam full it, yeah. you know, of of every everything uh, that we haven't wanted to, you know, haven't had a chance to do in the last six years? Right. Yeah. I tried to avoid that. I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I feel like there's always a temptation I feel like when pastors go on sabbatical to like plan the entire year yes. and write oh, a doctoral dissertation yeah. and, 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 and like yes. achieve all the things. Completely. Yeah. So I'll give you one example of something that happened that I really enjoyed and it stayed with me, gave me a lot of fun. I, I like to write mm -hmm. in general, um, although I'm a great procrastinator <laughs> when it comes to writing, but uh, I've never really, for a long time, I haven't had a chance to write fiction. So I happened to notice that there was uh, a resource called the Writer's Digest University. Thought, boy, that sounds like it's That's a great name. Perfect, yeah. right? And they have all of these online classes. And they did a two or three day series of classes on the short story. I thought, that sounds intriguing. And actually, I happened to be on retreat hmm. at that time at a small monastery up in the Hudson River Valley. So I had my computer and I simply opened it up and I just watched these classes and it was the most enjoyable experience. So fun. And then I started doing a little bit of writing, which I hadn't expected to do. Nice. And that was fun and kind of submitted a couple of pieces. And so that was something I hadn't planned. Mm -hmm. It came up out of the blue. It was fascinating and I just really really loved it some unexpected creativity yeah did you find and I know in your sort of air quote normal life you do a lot of art mm -hmm. well well documented it here uh <laughs> yes, indeed did you have a did any did your relationship with your art making change was it different did you set it aside so I I will jump to the answer for the most part I did set it aside really yeah. I was wondering yeah I started uh, during the beginning of the sabbatical I actually took a little bit of a class and it just wasn't really connecting with me huh. so I did a few things um, but then I thought I'm not going to force this e either you know I I know that the the standard line for art is that inspiration only happens when you're doing the thing right you know, don't wait for it it's going to happen in the moment right. And, but in my case, I felt like I wanted to step back from it, which doesn't mean that I became uninvolved with art. Mm. I actually spent a lot of time in museums in New York City, and I spent a lot of time looking at other people's art. Mm. And so that's a way to stay involved yeah. with creativity. Um, and, and now I'm finding, after I've been back for five or six weeks, that I'm just starting to get the itch to go back down into the studio. Yeah. So that's just starting to happen again. Did it feel, I'm wondering if they like, does it, did it, did making art in that way in your studio, did it feel too much like your normal mm. world? Like taking a break from that also felt like a little bit of a break yes. from the routine. I would say that was accurate. Yeah. Yep. And I, I actually spent a lot of time in Greenwich during the sabbatical. I traveled so much in February. I really didn't feel a need to do any more of that. 
And Greenwich is, is a beautiful community. I mean, and, and the area around us. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time walking very slowly, listening, mm. and uh, spending time uh, sitting in a part of the house where I could look outside and just listen, you know, to the insects at night, mm -hmm. the birds and all of that. So that was, it, it just, I slowed myself way, 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 way down. Oh, fabulous. And I think this part of the sabbatical, this aspect of it connects with a podcast that we did on the spirit some time ago. And there's a, I think there's an ancient understanding that this reality that we call the spirit tends to show up a little more frequently when we're more open, receptive, mm -hmm. and when the, the, the gates of our imagination are open. Sure. And I did find over the course of the sabbatical, as I slowed down, I felt this new energy coming my way. And that was a wonderful feeling. That's exciting. So for, you know, for all of those months and years of feeling very depleted, that was a beautiful, you know, corrective to that. So that was really the, but I really had to keep myself focused on this, you know, don't, don't force anything mm -hmm. to see what it's like not to do that for a while. Was there anything in particular, it sounds like there were a lot of little ones, but were there, is there anything that particularly that surprised you about the time? There was one thing that surprised me very much, which is when I was on the Delaware and Hudson Rail Trail, I took a, uh, a, a sharp left turn on the trail and, and was face to face with a bear. Oh! <laughs> 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 that really surprised me. That's quite a surprise. Were you on a bicycle? <laughs> I was on a bicycle. Oh, did you stay on the bicycle? <laughs> well, I think that, you know, if, if a drone had been following me at that point, it would have been one of those cartoon moments where I turned around and suddenly, you know, I was at like 100 times faster than I was. <laughs> I didn't want to disturb this bear. He looks so comfortable, you know, in the middle of the pathway, just kind of grooming himself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I sped in complete reverse, mm -hmm. went back to the <laughs> place where I had started out at the beginning Bye. of the day. But I had a great story to tell back at the bed and breakfast where I was staying. Yeah. So they uh, they thought that was really exciting. <laughs> I said, I thought it was exciting too, but, you know, it was good to get away <laughs> in one piece. In brief. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, you know, th yes. So that was a definite surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, no, I think the other, it wasn't really so much of a surprise. It was just this trust, trust the instinct thing, mm -hmm. you know, trust your instincts and, uh, it worked. It worked. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you back. It's great to be back. And <laughs> here's the thing. When you come back from a sabbatical, you really want to feel like you're glad to be back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're not feeling you're glad to be back. That's not, that's not good. That's, yeah. You know, that, that tells you something. I mean, yeah. it may tell you something good. I shouldn't say that. No, but. But in my case, when I came back on the first day, I, hey, first of all, I couldn't wait to get back. Yay. Missed all of you guys. We missed you. We have a great team, amazing team. Uh, and, I, and that's one thing I have to say, Leslie. So I, I did get to spend some time on a couple of short retreats with clergy. And, mm -hmm. and so many clergy are struggling these days mm -hmm. and feeling very depleted, feeling incredibly alone. Sure. And we have a remarkable team of staff members. And I know that the congregation appreciates that. But I, you know, every day I'm mindful of that. So to be able for me to come back to a team, that w that's a huge, huge plus. Yeah, yeah. and it felt, it, <laughs> it, I felt like the team kept things going in a way that didn't, mm. you know, sometimes I feel like when you have a, a sabbatical situation, sometimes it feels like your head got chopped off. Mm. 
And this just felt like we were like, oh, no, we got, you're fine. Go, oh. take as much time as you need. We're fine. <laughs> you know? I'm ready to volunteer and create that space whenever you need it. <laughs> so, you know, and yes, we're happy to have you back. Well, thank you. Thank you. And we are launching into a year now of looking at <clears throat> values. <laughs> you can say it. I know it feels so weird. So here, the thing with that. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited about the year ahead and all the things we're looking at. It's just the word values that makes me internally cringe, <laughs> which I think I should probably unpack at Give some point. Give it 12 months. Yes, Give it 12 exactly. months and we'll do it. I, I just, I need a different word, I think is my problem. Um, but we're calling it what matters most. What matters most. And we're looking mm -hmm. at 12. I love how I keep doing the promo for this. We're looking at 12 different things <laughs> that, this is, this is why you should Energies. Be Energies. I love it. That's, that's a great word. That contribute to a good life, mm -hmm. a life and a life that feels authentic and tied to who we want to be and who we want to be as a community. Mm -hmm. um, this month is imagination. Yes. Which I love that we're starting with imagination. Yeah. That makes me excited. Um, so it's very, so each month we're looking at something different with imagination. Next month is generosity. The month after that is gratitude. Um, so always feel free, always check out roundtailcommunitychurch.org if you want to check out what we're ch chatting about. Um, and we will tie in our podcast themes to those monthly themes as well, mm -hmm. exploring them in different ways. But the reason I bring it up today is because your sermon yesterday which uh, for our online community, you can check out on the church website or on our YouTube channel, which is Round Hill Community Church, um, was, I thought, I'm going to embarrass you, stunningly amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> and it, I keep thinking about it because it was the power of a person in a position of leadership saying the things that kind of we've all been thinking. Hmm. And to hear the power of you saying things like, so why are we all still here? Mm -hmm. People are leaving. So why are you, why are you here? <laughs> Felt so powerful. I literally was like leaning forward in my seat mm. and I do this thing cause I'm up in the organ loft and there's like a little wall behind my head and organists really tend to hunch. So I'd usually take, this is very random, but I take the sermon time to usually lean my head against the wall, like try to correct my posture for oh, at least 20 minutes. <laughs> you probably know. Physical it. impact. Physical impact. But so, but I was literally like arms on my knees leaning forward during this entire message because it felt so important. It felt, and you shared some of your own story about, you know, which we've uh, also detailed on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just, I'm curious about what led you to mm. that, what, how it felt, especially because, you, you know, you deliver sermons twice now. You do it once for the online mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of, I don't know if you reflect on it and you're like, nope, that's good. I'll do it again on Sunday. <laughs> um, and sort of what that was like for you and what maybe feedback you've had since. So uh, I had a lot of feedback along the lines of what you were saying, I think. I, I bet you did. I, yeah. think, I think something there resonated with people because when you're thinking about what matters most to you, um, we, we want to be lined up with the things that matter most, right. right? I mean, that's that's a good life. It's a life of unity and integration, some people would, would say. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, as I'd mentioned in the message, I hadn't really planned on telling so many personal stories about myself. Mm -hmm. 
But as the message unfolded, as I was preparing it for the online service, something just shifted. And mm -hmm. there was a line that came, actually the line that came to me, because I started thinking about these stories, was simply, I hadn't planned on telling you all of this today. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, okay, you didn't plan on telling anybody these stories. So why are you telling the stories? Mm -hmm. And I felt like there had been a very deep calling in me to share this part of myself so that people would understand why I'm here. Yeah. And I've noticed for not a few years now, but for quite a number of years that so many of my colleagues have walked away from the ministry. Yeah. And having said that, um, you know, you can kind of begin to feel like, so, you know, what is, what is this all leading to? Um, because not only um, colleagues are walking away, but people really are leaving in droves. Right. So why are people staying? Because people are staying. Right. And I thought about our congregation. I thought about people who are feeling very excited about being here mm -hmm. and looking forward to the future. And it just made me wonder about that. I, and the one takeaway is my personal takeaway from all of this this week is actually kind of simple, which is that in my life, the church has brought, well, I would say the church has brought into my life so many experiences. Mm -hmm so much of a connection with the transcendent, right? However we define that, with God and with spirit, with Jesus. Uh, it's brought me into a community of people who've been so inspiring mm -hmm. over the years that that's been the through thread of my life. And I can't even imagine what my life would have been like without that. Yeah. And I've seen people make the most extraordinary sacrifices for one another, not just family to family, but people within congregations mm -hmm. who've stepped up for one another in ways that might not happen in other settings. I'm not saying they wouldn't, right. but they are more, in my experience, they've been more likely to have happened within the church community. So I just saw that strong connection, and I don't want to lose it. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see others enjoy it. So I looked at our church school yesterday at, at the children who came forward for the children's message. And I thought, this is th these wonderful opportunities await them and we can make that possible for them and they will be the better for it yeah. and we'll be the better for hearing their questions and their insights. Right. Cause it definitely goes both ways. Absolutely. And, uh, so all of those things rose to the surface and felt like they demanded to be said. Yeah. And so that's really some of the background. It was fantastic. I felt like there was something, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but it felt like there was something, something so deeply authentic and fresh hmm. about what you were saying. It just, it caught me. Hmm. you know, out of my sort of reverie of thinking about what was happening next and him and blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. It just, it's like my, something snapped hmm. in my, it like snapped me to attention. Um, so thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Um, thank and you. I think, yeah, and I think it was, it was exciting and it's exciting to, to look forward and look at this community that is so positive and I think is mm -hmm. so intentional about putting positive language out into the world about being part of a community. Um, Agreed. I I have to admit, I, and I'm I'm can't imagine I'm alone in this. I don't. You think about people leaving the church. I'll, you know, that's a common refrain we hear a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever thought about pastors leaving the church. Mm. I don't. I never thought about that. It makes perfect sense mm -hmm. 
that to be to feel disillusioned and disenfranchised is not just air quote car, you know congregation members but mm-hmm. clergy it makes sense i mean there's you know i'm sure there's less clergy coming through the pipeline like there's less organists coming through the pipeline for very similar reasons yep yep um and or, or i mean the same thing is happening with organists although a lot of them end up becoming airline pilots which always cracks me up <laughs> that seems to be like the next thing <laughs> people do <laughs> That's correct. I think we just like lots of buttons. I was going to say there must be something about. <laughs> something about. Let's just see how this sounds. When all I... <laughs> the, all the gadgets. But I, you know, I and I just I appreciate the ex- broadening that perspective mm-hmm. too. Our um, wonderful pastor for spiritual development, Shannon White, was sharing with me during the week, and I did mention this during the message, that she had come across an article, yet another article, by a pastor who left the church and explained why and so on. And, and I think that was a little bit of a prompt for me, too. Mm-hmm. You know, So, okay, we're hearing, we're hearing that narrative a lot. Mm-hmm. W- is there another narrative here? Right. And there is. Yeah. Um, it is interesting. You know, I would have said during the first 25 years or so of my ministry, maybe even longer than that, I, I really only encountered very rarely a colleague leaving ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last 15 years, many, really? many. Yeah. And their stories are often told on, um, you know, on, through magazines and periodicals like the Christian Century, sort of mainline um, publications and that's that has become a dominant narrative and Mm -hmm. i think well as you said you know here's a congregation that wants to push out some really positive messages what would be a a counter to that i do remember many years ago that an author by the name of barbara brown taylor um, wrote a book called leaving church and she had been regarded as one of america's most gifted preachers and you know, a regular on any kind of major conference involving worship or preaching. And she wrote a book about leaving. And, uh, that was, that was a major voice saying, I don't want to be part of this thing called church anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that was her story. I read that book. Um, I could certainly understand some of what she was thinking and talking about, but, uh, so anyway, in the back of my mind, is there another book to be written called Why I'm Staying? So that's what I'm, that, that's what I'm interested in exploring with our congregation and exploring yeah. with our listeners. And I'd love to find a way to start that conversation because we're also noticing that people are actually coming to round new, you know, we're yeah, seeing new faces. For sure. So it's not as if Exciting. it's all gone dry, you know, yeah. that people are still finding refreshment in the worship, in the hymns, in the prayers, in the preaching, all of it, you mm-hmm. know, it's, so that's, that to me, that's a very hopeful sign. Yeah. And that's exciting to think about, you know, meeting new friends and, mm. and sharing with them what, yes, what, how special this community is and, and also the, the online portion of our community, which is very much a valued part of, of yes. our, our circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited too because as we're looking through this year, at the end of it, we're going to be taking, sort of drawing in all the thoughts and reflections that our community has and you've had. And we're actually going to seek a book. We're going to make a book. Yes. Uh, That's exciting. Called What Matters Most. So stay tuned for that a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> Mark it on your calendars Mark it on now. Your calendars available wherever you get your <laughs> finest books. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. There's a lot of fun, creative 
things, you know, blossoming and we've got a fun, I'm really excited for the fall. I think there's gonna be a lot of good, good stuff happening. So how can it not be creative with you here, Leslie? <laughs> it's you. <laughs> we can't help ourselves at this point. <laughs> I mean, come on. Although I will say I was in a meeting the other day and someone suggested I make another film and it was, I was like, um, thank you. I'm really honored and touched that you liked Ed's art film. I don't have another hundred hours to spend on a film right now. <laughs> but I really you mean appreciate you actually the compliment. want to live your life? <laughs> I do. I have a couple of things I'd like to do. <laughs> a few other tasks that need doing, like laundry. <laughs> I will behind. There you go. <laughs> but it was, yeah. Yeah. We have, it's a. Uh, it's a nice compliment. It was though. a beautiful call. I'm very gratified. But it was, but that's also the fun thing about um, about this place. There's always there's always some new oh new creative thing to learn. I'm working with a team right now on a periodical situation. Yes, it's great. Which is so fun. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. It's great. Yeah. So much good stuff. Experiments. Experiments. That's really what this place is about. I think. And yes. so we are grateful for you joining us at this grand experiment. <laughs> yes, indeed. We are very grateful. Oh, uh, and we, we, we are back weekly now. Yes. I think I can say that safely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so we are so glad you have joined us. Roundhill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Roundhill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillradio.org. 